No Class Podcast, the podcast that has unfiltered conversations about everything you didn't learn in school. Anthony J. Hey, what's up, baby? Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. You know, just be missing y'all and whatnot. Be missing Chantel. Be missing classmates and all that stuff in between episodes and breaks and all of that. But I know I missed y'all too. I definitely missed you, Anthony. Like it's been such a long time since we've recorded, but I feel like we had to come back and we had to come back with a vengeance in a better space than what we were, you know, when the whole world was on fire. It still is, but the fire <laughs> again. Out. It still is, but we a little bit better because we have adapted in a way that allows us to flourish more. So, okay, I'm so happy to be back and welcome back, you guys. I really appreciate you guys being here and like sticking it out with us because I know it's been a while and we haven't been as consistent as we used to be, but we in the building. We in the building and we're trying to navigate just like the rest of y'all, a pandemic, monkeypox, work, balance and you know, self-care and all that other stuff. So Absolutely, absolutely. So what you got going on today, Anthony J? Uh, I'm going to do some, I need to cook something good for dinner. And I kind of have just enough, at least right now, energy and creativity to do something different. You know how you like keep these Instagram or TikTok recipes. And it's like one of these days, I'm going to try one of those. I think yeah. today might be that day. So, I mean, I ain't trying nothing new. Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> No, because uh, like I've consistently made like prepping and planning just because like I, when I had a trainer, he helped me develop a meal plan that was like nutritionally sound for everything. Like I was I was as healthy as I could be, like, you know, in terms of getting all the nutrients I needed and everything. And I try not to venture off no more because the way foods is priced now i feel like certain ingredients that you're not going to use as often like i ain't trying to buy those right now like time Mm -hmm. you know the like the 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 thing time not like Mm -hmm. the time time well both actually limited okay limited Limited. (laughs) the time but the 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 time like the ingredient like it's because i ain't trying to use it on everything but time in like the actual sense of the word it's like i ain't got time for it okay so But um, so I appreciate you like, look, send me pictures and update them on no class. Let us know what you out here cooking, because okay. if you could consistently create that meal for a whole month, which is what I would do, I'm, I would say stick with it. OK, you got to use up that ingredient because it ain't you ain't just about to be buying no one off ingredient and using it and then it spoils. OK, the gas stations and the grocery stores robbing. Yeah, but also gas is going down a little bit. So things <laughs> might drop. I don't know what's happening in Ukraine and Russia because they ain't selling us no more stuff, especially because of monkeypox. So um, we got a new headline, but hey, it is what it is. It is. Yeah. It's a lot. What a time, what a time. So today we have gathered here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we um have talked about a few times in... Um, this episode is about respecting our elders and we've talked about a few times just kind of like our journey and learning reflecting and healing on stuff and um I know in a few we've been like even for us as co-hosts what things do I share what things do I not share that like maybe family members like might be hard for them to hear if they were to listen to this episode um 
is kind of like how this, this is kind of like a part two of that conversation or a deeper part of that conversation, but it's specific to like elders and us kind of like doing our healing and doing that healing out loud. And so um, I'll start off like an example for, for me in this, uh, when I started doing a lot of racial justice work and I wanted to, you know, be more public with it on my, when I was more active on Facebook about it and about my opinions and views about um, the anti-Black country that we live in, the United States of America, three Ks, um, and just me actively going to protest and my, the elders in my family being like, mm, you shouldn't do that. Like, I agree with what you're doing, but not doing it publicly. You should be quiet about it, should be private about it. And I found a way to still be like, I hear what you're saying and I'm going to still move forward and keep doing it. Um, and I found it to be easier to do for something that we have in common, right? They, like nobody in my family is saying vote for Trump. Nobody in my family is saying America is not racist, right? Um, but that has been harder to do in trying to respect elders and do this healing out loud when it's things that they might not necessarily agree with or bump up against what they think should not be things that are said publicly. And both you and I, Chantel, like all of no classes about things that we didn't learn growing up and taboo topics. So clearly we're two people who like to talk about this stuff and it is public. Um, and so we just wanted to open the floor for us to be able to talk about it before you all also as classmates generationally there's always the next generation that does things different than the than the generation before um whether that be different topics that you have with your children things that you let that are accessible um are acceptable in your household ways that you carry yourself it's always different with each generation and while there's a responsibility for the generation before to be like, this is the way that we act and we carry ourselves, we are also adults and cannot be the mirror image of the generation before. We don't evolve that way. And so um, I yeah. wanted us to have a conversation on how do you do that carefully and maintain and being authentic to yourself, but also being respectful to, to family, so. Well, I first want to start off by saying that um, I'll talk a little bit about me and my background and, and how respect plays a huge role in that. So my, my background is that my father, well, it's not even my background. It's my father's background. So let's start there. Okay. My father and um, a few of his siblings were military. My grandfather, his dad was military. So there's an element that is added to that. Mm. Um, they came from the South, mm. South Carolina, Spartanburg, South Carolina. There's an element to that. And then my family was extremely religious. So there's an element to that. So I had like three things working in terms of like the respect aspect. Um, and I was always raised, especially because my father was military. He wasn't necessarily a church going man because he was raised in the church. Um, and he didn't really respect the politics that came along with the religion. Mm -hmm. um, so he ventured off and like he studied Islam a little like he just he he was I, I mean, our generation would call it spiritual. But that's that's my first um 
real understanding of like what it is to like question religion and things like that so he had his own generational thing to break with like his parents right but then when it came to military there was a certain aspect of like yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am like that was something that me my brother and my sister had to answer to all the time like it was literal ma'ams sirs especially coming from like like the roots of like the south too that was a respect thing that was across the board so I've grown up always understanding that this is this was how respect was taught to me mm-hmm. and respecting elders period um and when I got older when me and my brother definitely got older um and we would push those boundaries like my grand like my my nephews who are my brother's children they never they didn't do like the yes sir no sir mm-hmm. yes ma'am no ma'am you know, when my father was alive, he kind of like, <laughs> um, let that go by that time because we were all grown and we like, look, I get it. We do like the, we, we like, we respect you, but it like, that's not a language that has to be like a common theme for us, you know? Um, but also when it came to respect, it was certain conversations that I would try to have with my parents and because they they didn't acknowledge respect for me or for my brother or for my sister, um, and they they thought that there was a certain reverence that they needed to have, and they didn't reciprocate the respect. Mm. There was a miscommunication, and like you're being disrespectful, and you know things of that nature. So um, I've, I've I don't even have any particular like conversations that really like kick up in my mind because I feel like every conversation was like that and it made it hard for me to even want to talk to like a certain parent at a time like when my father passed away me and him had gotten into a a space where we were definitely more comfortable talking to each other like getting real close and personal and talking more intimately about things like it was still like super intimate like you know my father was still like it was it was a oh this is language that was throughout my childhood I'm the parent you the child mm-hmm. you had some of that too mm-hmm. I'm the parent you're the child so it's certain things that we're not going to talk about it's certain ways that you're not going to speak to me and I'm like I'm not even yelling like I'm not <laughs> doing anything disrespectful that I would assume is like disrespectful like for somebody that I didn't know you know like a stranger like a com- like a common theme amongst the U.S. Like we have a certain respect for our culture too. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't invading someone's space in the cultural aspect of like the United States respect. So I was just like, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm questioning because there are certain things that I want to understand and I want to know and I want to learn. And you consider it disrespectful because it's questioning something that you're doing that makes me feel like unseen and loved right now so um that was not that was like my background towards like respecting like what I could put towards this conversation what like how you feeling right now (laughs) and there's the both there's even the like within just family dynamics and respecting that and what that looks like and what I mean by that we had talked about the toxic family members and I 
feel like sometimes my approach, I haven't had a big thing because oftentimes like I am going directly to the person that, that there's an issue or something that I'm like should be different with. But like I've had that with like my mom and with my dad. And I'm like, this is happening in the family. And I think it just needs to be addressed and mm. have been like, nope, don't do that. And do not share that with everybody else. And I'm like, well, then I don't need to be part of the conversation because that's the way that I would handle it instead of like and generation before does it differently. And so there's even the respect in like the process that I'm just like, I can't buy into this process of like, clearly there is an issue. There's something that needs to be addressed. We all should just sit down and do it instead of so-and-so talking to so-and-so and and getting to so-and-so. And And so there's like, even the like, I can't even subscribe to this process anymore. And I I don't think I've been disrespectful because I haven't been out loud and be like, hey family, I think we're doing it wrong. And I'm just like, you know what? Well, I'll stop. This is where it ends at with me. I shared it with y'all. This is my idea, whatever. So I think there's a part of it that is like, navigating with family um there's the other part that's just hard um and challenging that's like has nothing to do with family at all and it's just like I'm there are things that I'm healing from and want to do publicly and talk about publicly or and feel free about that maybe some of my family members don't feel comfortable about talking about publicly and then want to be like you shouldn't do that you know what I mean? You're not mm-hmm. part of that conversation or even part of the conversation to be like, there's things that I healed from, from like when I was a teenager or whatever and family feeling like, okay, this is disrespectful to us because we had raised you. Yeah. Um, so like, that's where I'm, I'm realizing the layers to it. There's the like interconnectedness of what's happening in family, not talking to family and them not being part of it and then them feeling defensive And then just the like, this has nothing to do with family at all, but because this is something that might be triggering for you, you feel like that I should not address or talk about this. So there's three buckets there. Well, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if this is another bucket, but when you were raised um, in your household, did you ever have to like give, hug, kiss and like, be in spaces with adults that were a part of your family or like your mother like your family friends and you were just like uncomfortable too you're like give so-and-so a hug and you're just like "Eh, I don't know about all that because I don't even know you like that but it's like no give them a hug or like um just doing certain things that made you feel uneasy as a child or like growing up in regards to people that weren't even in your family or people that were in your family that you just didn't even know well because you hadn't been around them in such a long time or maybe just met them too. Did you ever have that? So I have a petty story to tell. (laughs) (laughs) So my um, half-sister had come to like visit in town and her mom came, right? Um, At this point, my dad had divorced her, like it's his ex-wife or whatever. She came to town and I did not remember her. Like she knew me from a very, very young age. And she was like, oh my God, it's like so good to see you, Anthony. She was like, give me a hug and a kiss. And I was like, Ooh. I don't they, know. I'm about to say, you can't see his face, but he is just like <laughs> mugging the fuck out of. I was like, I don't know you. I feel uncomfortable, gave you an uncomfortable hug. And I don't know how, well, I'm pretty sure I did. Cause like my mom knew that my sister was in town that her mom was in town. And so my mom was asking questions about my visit. 
And I had told her, I was like, her mom like hugged and kissed me. I don't remember her. And my mom was like, did it make you feel uncomfortable? Did you want to hug her? I was like, not really. And so my mom was like, you don't ever have to hug anybody that you don't want to. Don't have to kiss anybody that you don't want to. Like that was the, it was like one of those conversations. And and she was like, and I said it was petty because it's funny that that was what triggered it because my mom didn't care for her very much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To to be fair, she was like, and that's even with me. She was like, even if you and I have a disagreement and I ask if you want to hug and you don't want to, she was like, you don't have to do it. And she's like, and there's a respectful way to do it. But that was only with my mom though. Nobody else in the family held that. And so like, I could be with aunts and uncles or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, give me a hug or whatever. I'm like, I don't know this person. I don't feel comfortable, but I don't want to get smacked for being disrespectful for hugging this literally stranger. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just remember like one of my aunts and I'm, I'm just, I just was always, I guess my mom being a Virgo, she just was like germs, germs, germs. Okay. You know how y'all Virgos do (laughs) clean, clean asses. (laughs) But, um, I just remember like um, one of my aunts was getting married and I was in her wedding as a flower girl. And I remember my oldest aunt on my mother. Well, not she's not the oldest, but she's one of the oldest um, on my mother's side. One of my mother's oldest sisters. She like had like some soda or something and she had like a can and she had a glass and like. She was like, you want some? And I'm a kid. Like, yeah, I want some soda, but I don't want no soda from you. Like, I want to drink my own soda. So why not pour it in the glass and, you know, leave some in the can, some for you, some for me. No, she wanted to pour the whole thing in the glass and then give it some, get, like sip hers and then tell me sip. I'm not. Okay. And I'm like a good six, seven years old. I'm like, no, I'm, you know, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? The sugar. I wanted the sugar. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a Capri Sun or something. I don't want no Pepsi. Like, <laughs> and I was just like, I feel. I was like, I feel some type of way at six. I remember like that. That memory still rings in my head. And I love my. I loved my aunt. Like, mm-hmm. I thought she was one of my. She was one of my favorite people. Um, but I was like, I'm not drinking off you though. Like, come on now. I still mm-hmm. to this day. I don't. I don't share no drinks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's some friends who be trying to share drinks, and I'd be like, uh, uh-uh, you know, I don't do that. Like. <laughs> But it was hard. It was even hard for me to um, like press that boundary with my friends too. Like I'm, I'm trying to get to the point where it's like me wanting to respect my elders, how that translates into like me allowing certain things that disrespect my personhood in throughout my life now, because mm. I don't want to be disrespectful I don't want to be smacked, like you said, or like be shamed for being like a disrespectful child. First of all, when you're a kid, you can't understand the magnitude of the situation and you don't understand all the pieces that that go into it. But you are also not equipped to handle emotionally what comes with the repercussions of like being disrespectful. It's often shame attached to it. And um I didn't want to be shamed. So I'm like, I'm going to fall in line and do what it is that I need to do so I can escape this situation and like go play on the playground or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but um, it's important. I, I just, I love this conversation and cause we're not even getting into like, you know, we're, we're black Americans raised black American. Like we're not getting into like 
the aspects of like what it means for different cultures who immigrate to the United States. So like if we were to go as Black Americans to another country, let's say like our ancestral heritage takes us to a West African country, like what that'll look like for dumb Americans going to a a country, you know, how that looks or how that respect is perceived and things and like, you know, having conversations with people and like, um, just referring to, oh, sorry, I feel like I'm all over the place, but even referring to like play cousins and like aunties and like mama and stuff like that, like how that plays into like the respect aspect. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have like people who are aunt or uncle that aren't necessarily in your family? Because that's a respect thing too. No. Um... I have a lot no. of aunts and uncles that mm-hmm. are not aunts and uncles. Uh-huh. Okay. Even my 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 brother's godfather, that was like my father's best friend. We used to call him uncle, and that was like his mm-hmm. godfather. Like they're not, we're not related, but my my father's friend, he knows all of my family, all of my um my father's siblings, mm-hmm. and so he was like a brother, you know, mm-hmm. and we call him uncle, and like you know. I'll call his family my family, but he is my family. So it the respect so, goes into that too. It's so wild how it comes together that like respect, like honoring and respecting that preserves like legacy and like this this tradition, but at the same time can be tricky and preserve things that are unsafe mm-hmm. and Ooh. allows Ooh. silence to be perpetuated in this, right? And that, like, even the example as a kid, like, I don't want to say that I don't want to drink the the Pepsi. There's, like, silence in that. And then I definitely don't feel like I can tell somebody else. Like, there, there's silence in, like, so there's no debriefing. There's no go, going over that. All the way to things that are more dramatic, like um, sexual harassment yeah. or sexual violence from people that are maybe actually family, play cousins or whatever, Speak it's like it. this is something that is going to be an uncomfortable conversation and I don't want to seem as disrespectful or whatever or or whatever that is and and that goes for like family and money like that's been a like thing in in families where so-and-so stole money but we don't want to like start no stuff because then that would be disrespectful so that like there's also space that allowing to like be respectful doesn't allow people to be checked when they need to be checked doesn't allow for some of those conversations to happen so it's like there's times when I get into these and I'm like, oh, no, we don't in my family and da, da, da. It's like sometimes like, I don't know if I would want that or not. Yeah. Because I see both ends of it. So. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was a beautiful segue that you had with, like, in reference to, um, like, sexual violence that happens. Because those statistics, and of course I don't have numbers, but, like, just me being a person who, just listens to like media and like consumes things like I do know that majority of the people especially kids who are violated sexually it's by somebody that they know or their family knows Mm -hmm. and just getting into a conversation to be to be like I feel uncomfortable I don't feel safe here and saying like this does not make me feel good can I like can we stop this can I leave can I go 
and not even having that conversation and somebody violating you and disrespecting you. Um, I think that's, I didn't even think about that when it came to this, this respect your elders conversation, because there are a lot of people, like we've seen, you know, we've seen movies there, like we're probably a degree or something, or have had certain experiences with elders or people who are respectable people of the community that we're in and they violate you. Like, and, and then this goes into like religion too, like the abuse that happens around um, reverence and respect is huge. It's huge. Um, damn. And I, I grew up in my family as, I've said before, I was a kid, but in a lot of times I wasn't a kid. I would think like an adult. And so how that, um, I guess, manifested for me is that being respectful was also just not being in trouble, not being yeah. in trouble, not causing any type of drama. So it wasn't necessarily even the things that you're not supposed to talk to, but it was like, if it was going to cause any type of conflict or hard conversation, then it was like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to present that. And so even if, and I looked at my other cousins of being like, oh, they cause trouble. They cause commotion. But like, if you're going to do something and that was, that was my whole life. I wasn't the perfect kid, but I did things that like I shouldn't have did that like nobody found out about. Like it was under the radar. Like that's the stuff that I used to do because it was like I didn't want to be disrespectful and bring that to my family. And so when you add on to that things that actually are like you didn't do anything, but this is really big, like some really bad ish that happened to you. How as a kid do you get to muster up the end the just capacity to say and now I want to put this out here and looking for help looking for refuge looking for whatever from from family that's hard and I just yeah that's and then that goes into adulthood like mm -hmm. how do you where do you shake that off in adulthood or where do you learn how to like behave different or practice different because as a child that's when you're supposed to be learning so you're doing this unlearning as an adult um that some people never get to, or it takes a long time to be able to practice and stand on your 10 toes and be like, I'm gonna operate differently. And I'm mm -hmm. gonna talk about what we have been told not to talk about. This is not disrespectful for, to you, but me not talking about it is disrespectful and it's harmful to myself. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important too to understand like respect is personal. It's very personal. It's very unique. Um, yeah, there are common things that <laughs> we can all agree is respectful or disrespectful. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit up here and call you a derogatory name. Mm -hmm. That is not respect. You know, I honor you as a person. But can we even talk about how, like, that, the disrespect that comes from elders not respecting the people who they're raising goes into us forming relationships with other people like like i'm going to talk about romantic partnerships mm -hmm. where we stay in unhealthy spaces because we want to we love this person but we're being disrespected and we don't know how to question it articulate it 
or navigate that space. And then we end up doing something super drastic or super detrimental to the relationship. And it could thrive if we have a conversation about what counts as respect or does not count as respect. But it essentially goes to the toilet or something mm-hmm. because we can't even have the inter the integral conversation of being like what is respectful what isn't respectful like I'm just thinking about how um an example of this is like if I'm having an issue like say me and you're dating Anthony and I'm like I don't feel comfortable coming to you about something that is between me and you, even though me and you are in the relationship, but I go to my mother and I Mm -hmm. say this and my mother's like, leave Anthony, whatever, walk away, leave Anthony. And I'm just like, but I love Anthony. Like I want to make sure that Anthony understands me and knows that I love him, but I don't want to be treated this way. So it comes Mm -hmm. to a conversation about boundaries too. Mm -hmm. And um, how, in order for you to like assert your boundary, you have to understand that like there's a certain respect with, that comes with boundary acknowledgement and like really planting your feet in your boundaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think about like conversations like cheating or what is emotional cheating physical cheating like what counts as like something disrespectful or like if I had a social media page and like like nobody or like nobody knew that I was in a relationship and um people would be commenting or like people can comment like guys could comment on what I'm doing and like be flirtatious with me or suggest things to me that is more sexual or something like that, because that's something that I like maybe giving off energy that I'm accepting. And mm. like my partner sees that and they're like, you don't even acknowledge that this is this is not honoring our bond, our relationship and the, the work that we've put into like being in the pair. Mm. So yeah it's a lot that goes with respect. Like I I love, I just think that when it comes to respecting your elders, um, I think we're growing, like we're the generation that's growing beyond like parent, child, older, younger, like, especially because we all like at a certain age, you're going to work with somebody who was like 20 years older than you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like it just is what it is. But there are certain people who I'm just like, because I was even thinking about um, Crystal from The Read. And she was like, I don't call like this person miss or blah, 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 you know, because it's like we are peers at this job. Like you ain't no like you ain't better than Mm -hmm. me. You ain't no, you know, miss or whatever. And from her perspective, that it's not a reverence thing. It's a you think you can walk all over me thing Mm -hmm. because I'm not as old as you are or don't have a certain amount of experience in this space and you think that like me addressing you a certain way it 
gives you permission to dishonor me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't know. If, do I have anything else to add to that? I don't know. What do how you what are you mm-hmm. what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking about, and I'm going to cheat. That's probably going to be my homework of like, what are, what are boundaries with family in this, right? I've, we've talked about doing lots of work around boundaries with friends, with romantic partners, but like with family and family and like, okay, here's like the biggest scenario of like what I could think of like be the, like in I don't want to, but like this would, I think would cause a lot of commotion. If I decided that I wanted to like have an OnlyFans, show my face and do that, I don't really care what friends say. Like they could, friends could say stuff or whatever. I don't think a lot of people would be like, don't do that. But I'd be like, ah, ah, whatever. Um, It might be hard to navigate with romantic partners. Like it's a conversation, but like whatever. But like family, that's what would get me and it's mm. like what type of there there can always be a thing that I want to do the family doesn't want to agree with but if I don't have boundaries or I don't have a thing that I'm like well this is what constitutes as like me honoring myself and still being respectful to them then I'm always going to be in the breeze because they're always determining what is respectful and what isn't and it should mm. not be coming from them mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so it's like the the part that you said about the boundaries is like I need to think about that. Like, what are the boundaries for me when I'm saying that I want to publicly be or do this thing that is going to bump up against what they think that I shouldn't. But like, when do I, what are the boundaries and how do I say, no, this is for me and respectfully, no, thank you to your advice. So thank you for that. Oh, I have something else to add to this conversation too. First off, I want to say, we say a lot that respect is earned but respect is learned. Mm. So we, we learn respect from our core people who raise us. Like, I don't know who, or who don't raise us, honestly, because we do see a lot of people who are, who come from like homes that are broken, who may have not had a consistent raising by an elder Mm. and how behaviorally they may act out sexually. They may act out just, they may act out in a way that seems disrespectful to the to the group or like the culture mm-hmm. um that and um another thing that i wanted to add to the conversation is um just about social media in general um how respect is lost on platforms like that when mm-hmm. or like respect to like celebrity or influencer or, or influencer culture um like say for instance you were going to post something on OnlyFans mm-hmm. and you do have some people who are critiquing you and not just your family like um do you deserve to be disrespected because you are posting something mm-hmm. so intimate you know mm-hmm. that, that just because you're posting it on a public platform does not mean that you deserve to be disrespected publicly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i i i came to that um space because I have had family members on social media like for the most part like I guess I post some pretty clean stuff and it's respectful but you know I do have people who 
are in my family who are older of older generations who see my social media and like they'll make comments and ask me questions on certain stuff like if they see me traveling like I have one uncle who always asks me where my mask is and I'm like (laughs) literally like it's not that's such a good example that's such a good example it's not in the photo okay but I wear like you know you know I'm I'm gonna be as safe as I possibly can like yeah like and normally when I take pictures like I am traveling around with my mask I will put my mask on my wrist like well so many other people do I'll put it on my wrist and like put it behind my back or put it in my pocket like you know but he always asking where my mask is and I'm like baby what are you doing just say hi niece love the picture like move on don't keep asking me where my mask is (laughs) yes yes but it's just like i mean i I don't find that disrespectful but i can see how you he could push the boundary and be like uh this is not like even when it came to um the the conversations we've had about toxic family members and stuff like that it's like how much do i want to say because this could potentially get back to them and then i gotta have another conversation about you being disrespectful Mm -hmm. because you chose to release secrets that were super close to the family mm-hmm. or something and i'm just like no like this behavior is toxic i don't celebrate it actually i shun it and this is why i spoke on it because i want to get rid of this in our family mm-hmm. and this is not part of my legacy towards this family you mm-hmm. know so um social media plays a huge role in that um yeah that's that's the other piece i added i wanted to add I, i'm done with pieces because my memory is crazy right now <laughs> That is, that was such a great example, though. That was such a great example of something that, like, it, it even doesn't even have to be the drama, but, like, the, the, um, kind of, like, I'm going to place some guilt on you and some responsibility on you, and I can because I'm older, and I just can, and peace out. Like, and yeah. I don't have to think about what the impact is that that is. And just like peace out, but I do respect. I do expect you to respond in a respectful way, even though I said something that, like, I know is probably like a little bit annoying. I it might is. not even been trying to be shady, but it's like, come on, yo. Like, oh, and then I have a neighbor who <laughs> now this woman is in her eighties, okay, and she love a good Facebook post, and she will always talk about because she's my neighbor is white and she has a lot of white family members, of course, but um she talks about her pro-Trump family or like her pro like MAGA family members and she's like I'm always getting into it with them on Facebook and I'm like girl first of all you like 80 something why are you doing that but second of all like what you know she expresses a certain opinion on a post and people don't people may like it people don't like it but then it it becomes disrespectful and then she's like having fallouts with her family members um because of the disrespect and like the 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 misaligned values mm-hmm. um, of what respect looks like, um, and it's a lot of she was just like it's a lot of like it's my niece and blah blah blah. And I'm like, dang girl, that's eighty year old problems for real, you know. <laughs> but it's not like because how many times have we had the like we made a post and somebody commented something, um, and there's a full disagreement or you're you're scrolling by and you're watching a mm-hmm. fight happen on somebody's post mm-hmm. and you're just like dang this is crazy like yeah. <laughs> um but yeah. we didn't i don't know we told we told the line of respect but 
it is very personal. It is learned. Mm -hmm. It is something that you as the individual can determine that like is respectful or or is not respectful to honor you. So if I do something, I even tell this to my nephews and this is something that reminds me of what your mom said to you. Like, even if I do it, I need mm-hmm. to be checked. Mm-hmm. And of course, like some, for some, some personalities, it's like, it's going to be kind of hard to check me, but also it's like, I, I'm open to being wrong. I'm open to receiving mm-hmm. information that I could choose to love you better. Mm-hmm. And that's what it really comes to. It's like, respect is love. Like, despite all the things we said, respect is love, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it does not have to be negative, but it is also, it's often manipulated into a negative space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, we definitely need a part two and a part three on this. Mm-hmm. This is, we got to get some, we got to get some, some of my Nigerian friends up in here because I didn't see it a lot. Like one of my, one of my coworkers is, um, she's following her parents dream i'll say that mm. wow. she's following her parents dream and she's the child that's following her parents dream and her other siblings have been like disowned because they're not following their parents dream they're following mm. their own dreams and just the conversation of even when we had obi on remember we had obi and he's a comedian and he's just like because i'm not a doctor or a lawyer my mom's like you're homeless Mm-hmm, <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. funny to us but it's super serious in mm-hmm. communities that resemble that yeah it's like because you are not you're not somebody that i can talk to my friends about and be proud of with my friends and say like my my child Ooh. is a success in this space like you're nothing yes so much weight from other people that we put on ourselves mm-hmm but that we were taught to put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were taught to put it on ourselves. Um, okay, yeah, we definitely need a part two. Classmates, I hope you took down some good notes for this lesson because it's time for homework. So wait, what do you want your homework to be then? Uh, my homework, yeah. Mine is going to be on these boundaries with family. I, I'll think about some of those, some scenarios on what are the most... Um, fire starters mm-hmm. I guess could be fire starters like I said even the ones that I'm like not gonna do I'm not gonna do only OnlyFans um and it's not because my family don't want me to yeah. but like I'm gonna think of those things and like and within those what are some boundaries that like I need to create to respect myself and respect them so I encourage you two classmates if you have not done that um to think about that some because it's mm-hmm. easy to get lost in even if you're not just living out your parents' dreams, how much are you restraining yourself and not living out the way that you want to fully because of what family may say or do or feel about it? So speak on it. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. Um, what's my homework? Um, I I want my homework to be in, of course, classmates, feel free, but I'm going to write ways that I honor myself and respect myself because that's I feel like I because I'm still determining boundaries around respect um I get lost in what that might look like to other people but I don't really know what it looks like for me Mm. and um I have to really understand what it looks like for me in order to give that and teach people how to treat me 
in a way that is respectful and honors me. So I'm going to write down some ways that um, I respect and honor myself, even with boundaries in terms of like how much I work and how much sleep I get. Mm. Um, that Because those are small, like microcosms of the ways we disrespect ourselves too. Mm-hmm. And I just, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to do anything that feels out of alignment and dishonors me and like leak. Cause that eventually leads me to like lash out. I do, I, I will lash out and I will, um, be angry and upset. And it's really, I'm not angry and upset with you. I may be angry and upset about a situation, but it's something that I allow to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeez. that's my homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Deep good homework. snacks. Good homework. Yes. <laughs> what a good way to start the season. Yes. Yes. <sighs> all right. Well, it has been a while. So we need to remind you of all the handles to, to follow us, to be in touch with what's going on for No Class social media. Um, first, we're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, YouTube Music, and Facebook as oh, and IG as No Class Podcast. Um, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, of course you do. No underscore class podcast. Tumblr, we're no dash class podcast. Um, Gmail, you can email us at no.classpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the leave some comments, some feedback. That's where you can do that as well. But you can also give some great feedback and give some great stars to us on iTunes. Um, we love all the stars. We love all the great comments. Appreciate that. And if you would like to um, show some real support, show a little green, <laughs> uh, we're accepting donations to continue to build No, Pass, no Class Podcasts. Um, and you can do that on our Anchor page. There's a donation option. So we appreciate the love verbally and financially. Yes. The ways that you honor and respect us. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Anything else to add before we close out? No, I said it all. Okay. (laughs) I'll stay hydrated and melanated and glowed up and we'll see y'all next time. All right.